Get the Toyota Forklift Advantage. Visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. The next couple of rounds are huge. Dr. Chris Brown is going yes. to swing by. Uh, can't wait. So many questions about the animal kingdom uh, to pose to that man. We're going to have a medical report. A doctor amputated someone's penis when he shouldn't have. That's a bad day at the office, I would have thought. It wasn't Lorraine Bobbitt, was it? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but, hey, hey, the surgeon's had a shocker. I think it's safe to say. We're going to talk interest rates. Tasha's going to come in. Uh, that dick, Prince Harry, will get a mention. So much to cover. But firstly, I have to ask the question. Hot enough for you? Oh, oh sweltering. Hot enough. Everyone out there doing it tough. What a day. And it's not over. That was the hottest day for two years. Hottest day of the year. Hit 40. 40 plus. And uh, it's, there's no, nothing uh, in sight uh, that's going to alleviate that. Uh, anyone in the eastern suburbs was out at the beaches. Now, what do you do out west, MG? I'm new to this town. Yes. What are your options if you want to cool off and you're out um, west? Well, you've got, I suppose, swimming pools. and um, so I, I wouldn't really... I wouldn't venture into the rivers at the minute. Um, I suppose Parramatta River in particular is not... What about Lake Parramatta? I'm reading uh, residents out west opted for a refreshing dip in Lake Parramatta. Describe it to me. Yeah, sidestepping Toblerones everywhere. You'd have to be out there. (laughs) (laughs) Easy, Tiger. (laughs) Well, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's not the... What do you say? It's not like the Blue Lakes. You always get an ear infection when you get out of it. Put it that way. Oh, it says serene on Google serene. Maps. Oh well, Google, Google Maps. No, they they call Penrith bloody what do they call it. Um, I forget the suburb. Lemon now, Grove. Lemon Grove. That's Google Maps for you. Oh, come on. No, well, look, I, cat- look I've, even yesterday, um, Mick was um, hit forty one at my house when I got home from yeah. work, and it was even too hot to go in the pool. The water was warm, and yeah. the sun was too hot, so we just stayed inside with the AC on. I was frying bacon in my underpants. Cat, <laughs> you have just bought a new apartment. Congratulations to you. Thank you. But it has a spa on the roof. Have you indulged? Oh. Yeah, I've um I've oh, put no. my entire arm in it just to test the temperature. <laughs> I'm a bit worried because it is from the previous owners. They didn't want to forklift it off the roof. So right. I I feel like I should give it a good gif, but I have submerged myself somewhat. Well, cool off, but make sure you do clean it because I'm going to tell you a horror story here. Uh, the boss of a 158-year-old Japanese guest house has apologised for only changing the water in its spa bath twice a year. Oh, oh, oh my no. After an inspection found it uh, 3,700 times uh, above the permitted levels for bacteria. Oh. Uh, how's that? That worries me. It did, the water did look a bit like you could chew it. So uh, I'm a bit... Have you seen the picture? It looks like that spa looks like the bubbling hot springs of Rotorua. <laughs> I wouldn't go near that. Well, the geysers coming out of it. Oh, my goodness. It That's must it. be something about the Japanese. Can I tell you this? Uh, because they famously had a sect leader called Shoko Asahara. Uh, who was the head of the Orm sect. Uh, you may remember their work. I think they let sarin gas go on uh, the subways. Yeah, but yes. he was like a cult leader, and his great trick was he made all his followers drink his dirty bath water. Oh. 
Uh, How oh. good's that? <laughs> How good's that? I mean, hey, if you're in that cult, it's good to be the leader. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's good to be the king. Grab a ladle, everyone. Help yourself to some bath water. Oh, that is so disgusting. All right. Well, oh. keep cool, everybody. That's my yeah. advice. Hey, time for a quick royal watch, if you don't mind. And our two favourites, <laughs> Vince, Harry and Meghan Markle, are copping a bit. Uh, I'm going to put it to you that... The tide has turned. That uh, it it used to be they weren't popular in England, but they're popular in America. I think now popular culture is determining that they're out of favour there as well. Um, Firstly, South Park uh, (laughs) absolutely stuck it to them uh, in an absolute skewering uh, with their episode. We've got a grab. You say your life has been hard, and now you've written all about it in your new book, Where? (laughs) <laughs> yes, that's right, friend. So you hate journalists. That's right. And now you wrote a book that reports on the lives of the royal family. Right. So you're a journalist. <laughs> we just want to be normal people. This attention is so hard. <laughs> so good. So so, so that good. they have just been kicked in the balls by the South Park guys. They really know how to do it. And now uh, Chris Rock, who also is a bit of a divining rod sometimes with... Uh, cultural issues in America, especially uh, on the subject of race. And he's Mm. turned his attention towards Meghan Markle's constant claims ever since the Oprah interview and on that uh, she was the victim of racist abuse uh, by members of the royal family and uh, was treated uh, less uh, than some of the others. Well, Chris Rock has begged to differ on one of the key points. Uh, Well, I'll let him explain. Some of that sh- she went through was not racism. It was just some in-law. Sh- <laughs> they wanted to know how brown the baby was gonna be. That's not racist. Cause even black people wanna know <laughs> how brown the baby gonna be. I kind of felt the same way when I heard it, but mm. it just at the time you didn't feel like you could offer that opinion. No, of uh, a black man can, obviously. Uh, now let's turn our attention to Prince Harry. Uh, he's what's he up to now? Oh, he's telling us all about his yeah, drug, drug use. use. Yeah, yeah, we onto his drug worker. use now. He's taken them all. He's gone bonkers over the yep. years. He, uh, cocaine and marijuana. And how's this for the most royal anecdote ever? The father of two wrote that his first, he was first off his drugs at someone's country house during a shooting weekend. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can, we can all relate to that, <laughs> Harry. I tell you what, it would have been more fun when he was, when he was doing the drugs, I reckon. I reckon that was the nude billiards Nazi yeah, costume yeah. era, which was preferable possibly to the current one. I wonder he went to Afghanistan. It's the home of opium. He was probably over there trying to get through it all. Slow working but, dope. Yeah. But I, I can't help but think this is the one that gets me. He's doing lines of cocaine, and all I can think of is how bizarre would it be to roll up a note and snort a line that has your grandmother on it? <laughs> <laughs> now, look, on the back page of the Daily Telegraph today, there's a, a very, very graphic photo of Cameron Munster and the the lengths he went to to overcome injury um, last Thursday night against the Parramatta Eels, and I'm just here to say, if he didn't go back on that field, <laughs> Parramatta would have won. But yes, the, compound, the compound fracture that is on the back page of the, today's paper comes with a bit of a warning because 
the bone is sticking out of the skin and oh. it is very, very graphic. And the pain he must have been in, the, the irony of this is that Cameron Munster is scared of needles. So he was more scared about getting a pain-killing injection into it than getting the than, than seeing the bone sticking out of the skin. So It's unbelievable. I've never seen a picture printed like that before. No. Um, I'm just going to say this straight off the bat. His piano playing days are over. <laughs> that, that he, yep. <laughs> he is completely done. Uh, and he won't be going the Hopawate anytime soon, oh, too, because no. that's <laughs> completely <laughs> taken off the shelf. And if he's feeling gassy, I wouldn't go pulling his finger either, because that is clearly... Out of order. How you? I, I'm guessing you've had a few of these injuries oh, in yeah. your time, big fella. Yeah, nothing, nothing like this. Nothing like. Talk a, me through a, your. A, talk me through your hands. Okay, so um, look, when I was younger, I, used to, I always seemed to jam my car, my fingers in the car door for some reason. I don't know why. That's been <laughs> where the worst pain ever. Um, um, in 1999, I played against the Dragons in a game, and I went to palm a player off, and. My hand hit his head, and my fingers, uh, my right, my finger on my right hand just immediately, immediately ex- exploded. Yep. And I ended up getting an operation, and I've, I've still got to this day eleven pins in my finger that I can, I can't have. It. I've got no feeling in the finger, so it's, it's useless to me. About five years ago, um, I asked, could I get it amputated? Because it's what's the point of it? And he said, well, it won't look real good, but. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, You'll be wearing mittens around town. Well, Which finger is it? Uh, it's on my it's on my wedding finger, actually, on yeah. my oh. ring finger on my left oh, So you go. can't wear your ring when you go out, is that right? <laughs> I, I see where we're going with this one. Uh, we did this around the office. Virtually everyone has done has, some yeah. serious damage to their fingers at some stage. Natasha Belling has walked into the studio. Oh. Uh, can you talk us? Was it a sporting injury? There's can you two tell us? injuries that stand out for me. Um, yeah. I grew up, you know, in Mudgy Central West, very, very cold during winter. I was playing for the under-11s in Quinn Cup, and we went to Oberon, which is a very, very cold place in the Central West. And when you took your gloves off, it was like frostbite on your fingers playing netball, and I broke my finger in netball because that was so cold. Then right. the other one was at uni on the dance floor. Oh, yes. Oh, here we you know, go. Limbo, there was a bit of random yep. limbo with a random broomstick, yes. and this was the song that was playing. Park Hotel at about three o'clock in the morning. What was your drink of choice back then? What was your drink of choice? What you what were you into? Oh, Midori and lemonade. Oh, you you rager. That was fancy. (laughs) And And, uh, what happened? Dislocated my finger, but kept partying on. And then you woke up the next trooper. morning. And so you're a Cameron Munster. You don't care, Munster. Good girl. This is nothing to what I did on the <laughs> dance floor. Hey, Toughen up, Cameron. Cameron should harden up. He should harden up. So, and fight through it like Tash did in a couple of limoncellos and the Madurian coke. And get back out there, big fella. Now, we're talking injuries to your fingers because Cameron Munster's been bunging it on and making out he hurt his little finger. Um, <laughs> It's seriously, if you're going near a, a paper today, oh. be warned. It is that'd, horrific. That'd be a, not a breakfast time, please. Not a breakfast. Uh, be warned. But uh, it got us thinking, have you injured your finger? Troy's on the line. Troy, how did, what did you do to your finger? Hello, Hello Troy. Troy. No. 
No Troy. No Troy. Oh, well, Hang on. that's a shame. I think my equipment has completely frozen. That's why we have no Troy. It's your finger. You it's can't push it back. It's my finger. Oh, honestly, and I have dislocated my finger before, and I've had troubles with it in the past. I'd like I'll to hear your on. story, because I reckon you would have yes. some in the bank, Mickey. <laughs> Yeah, okay, I'll tell you what I did. I uh, I cut my thumb it. off in a pocket knife fight at school camp. At Sorry, Glen what? <laughs> yeah, no, I cut my... So when I say cut it off, you'll see the scar that goes yeah, around well, there. It was hanging on by a thread. Mick. And, and then the tendon which was under it was also cut, and that was just thumping away. Uh, anyway, we were at camp, and we were four hours from uh, the nearest town, so a teacher wrapped it up in, like, a tea towel... <laughs> And put me in a car, right? Oh. And he said, oh, do you want to take one of your mates with you just to keep me company? I said, whatever. So we drive there and we get, we drive four hours. I've got it wrapped up and we get there and it's not a doctor, it's a vet. And <laughs> oh. the vet can't see me immediately because he's delivering a cow, a car, <laughs> right? So now I'm waiting uh, in the surgery for him to deliver the calf. He then comes in, unwraps the tea towel, looks at it and goes, oh, wow, have you, have you shown your mate? And I go, no. So I show my mate. He faints. They get me off the table, put him on the table and start reviving him while I stand there with a tendon thumping out of my thumb, which is hanging on by a thread. So that's my story. Troy. Who's going to get us cracking? What do you got, mate? What did you do? Yeah, g'day, guys. When I was a young fella, um, we used to slide down the hill at the M4 on cardboard just for fun. Oh, of course uh, you did, yeah. Yeah, well, this day we seen a piece of wrought iron roofing, didn't we? Thought that'd be quicker and more fun to write. Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> I went down on my belly, and then once I got to the bottom, the steel stopped, but I didn't. And, uh, oh. Yeah, so I sliced all my fingers on all my hands, on both hands. Oh, hey! Yuck. Now, did did you slice them off, or what? What was the extent of the injury? No, it went just to the bones. But the problem with that is, um, we went home all wrapped up. The sisters were screaming because mum and dad weren't home and called the ambulance. But my beautiful bright sister, she tried to put me hands in a bloody big yellow Tupperware bowl full of antiseptic. Didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 wow! Wow! All right, Troy. Well, her heart was in the right place, and good to see you. <laughs> giving us the two thumbs up there. Good on you. <laughs> hey, uh, Leslie. Leslie, what happened to you? Good morning, guys. Uh, morning, in 2020, Leslie. my hand got caught in my dog's leash and no I fractured my finger in three places and snapped the tendon oh. and had to have reconstructive surgery. And what? put the dog down. Is that what <laughs> no, happened? No. Or? It wasn't her fault. Someone had their dog off the leash where they shouldn't have, and it triggered my dog. Oh, and so that. your dog took off with you on the with other me. end of the leash. Your hand in yeah. the leash. There it went. <laughs> oh, wow. And are you, are you all good these days? Uh, my mobility in my hand's not great, but uh, I can do day-to-day stuff. The worst part okay. was I couldn't veggie my, my toast in the morning. Oh, yeah. Tell me about oh, that. you need a carer for that. <laughs> I'll, I'll put my hand up. I'll yeah, come round and do it, Leslie. <laughs> right, I know how to do that. It's within my limited range. And how's your relationship with your dog, all right? Yeah, she's the best. She's great all right. Good on you, Leslie. Brad's on the line. Brad, what did you do? Yeah, mate. How are you this morning? Hello. Good. Hello, MG, you might know me from uh, Mr. Cheezle last year. Ah, yes, mate. How are you, my man? Not too bad. Not too bad. Yourself? Good, thank you, brother. What did you, what did you, what did you uh, do to your finger? Not so much, not so much my finger. It was my shoulder. My shoulder um, 
plays up quite a bit. So, I mean, there were two incidences. I was at work one day and one of the drivers decided to walk in and um, flip me the bird. So I went out, chased him around and um, tried to flip him the bird and my shoulder popped out right in front of everyone. <laughs> Hang on a second, just so we're clear. Yes, yes. You, you have put your shoulder out flipping the bird? Flipping the bird. <laughs> Wearing a wild, um, wild turkey, flipping the okay, bird. Okay, Brad. I'm just putting oh, your name man. down, Brad, to come and do some uh, come and do some strength <laughs> sessions at my gym, mate. Get them shoulders pumped up a bit. <laughs> well done, Brad. I think we've got a clubhouse leader yeah. so far. <laughs> hey, Kerry, what happened to you? So when I was about two, I'll paint the picture here. Okay. Yeah. When, I, when I was about two, I was out in the backyard playing with my brother's cars, you know, as you do. And um, so there's two sides to the story, really. So... You know, you know the lawnmowers with the is with the blades around the around the barrel. Yes, don't like the old fashioned, the old, the yes. old. You know, I'm talking, I'm talking back in the seventies. The old victors, uh, the old yeah. zippity doo dah, zippity with the pull cord. Yeah, yeah, one of those ones. Well, he's he's gone in. My brother's gone into the garage and taken this lawnmower out, and he says that I've walked up behind him and and put my finger in in the lawnmower. But I say my side of the story. What I remember is one over my hand with it. <laughs> That'd be right. Maybe you're taking your side here, Kerry. <laughs> and what was the damage? Uh, and the damage was like the tip of my finger on my right hand, my, my pointy finger. Like it, it cut it off. It was only hanging on by a bit of skin, and I ran inside to mum and dad, and I said, "Look, mum, my fingers off." And she's part, flat out passed out. <laughs> Fantastic! Great story. Uh, we can't take any more. No more calls about fireworks, too. <laughs> 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 And we've been joined live in the studio by a friend of the show, Dr. Chris Brown. Welcome back to the program, sir. Yeah, morning. Hey. Good morning. Always <laughs> a pleasure to have you on. And to talk jungle, you are going back into the jungle for one last time. That's true. Uh, what can you tell us? Who's going in? Well, it's, look, interesting choice of language there, Mickey. You said you. Uh, to, to me, there was no we. We because, because the, the clues say that uh, that a radio host is is heading into the jungle for years, Mickey, for years we've been trying, we've been yep. speculating, we've been thinking that this is this is well, the time. As I said, uh, if I did go in, uh, I'd kill all the men and keep the women to spread my seed. And that's how I would do it. There'd be heads on pikes. It'd be very Games of Throny very quickly. Just just working their way through your chest hair, I think, would be a jungle experience for most people in there, I, I, would, I would say. But look. Well, who's going in? Come on, give us a hint. Give us a hint. A radio host. Who's... Let's have a look at the bedding. I see I think Peter Hellier. I, I think it'd be up you, Have you got it above there? us? Maybe. I think someone above us. Maybe on this studio. Maybe in another network. Upstairs. Peter Hellier, one dollar thirty. Tommy Little, a dollar thirty-seven. Husey. Well, it'll do anything. <laughs> if it's a cashy. Yeah. <laughs> be Husey'd be good in the jungle. He'd be good. He'd be. You know what? He'd be unfussed because everyone else, like you, have to give up smoking or drinking mm. or eating or whatever. Yeah. That guy. He's, he's got no vices. He's got no vices, which is just... It's uh, viceless. It's, it's un- unhealthy uh, is what it is. So <laughs> it's not in the day and age. Uh, I'm suspicious of anyone who's... I'll tell you why I think it's, it's your time, Mickey. This is, yeah. So we, we've been, we haven't been in Africa for a, for a couple of years. And, oh. and, 
And this is this is the first time I've been back to uh, to this infamous part of South Africa. It's a beautiful part of South Africa. It's sure. the, it is the on the edge of Kruger National Park. It's 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 just you know, it's wildlife central. But it's mm. the first time I've been back since since a, a fairly in, infamous incident where I left a, uh, a window in my house unlocked for a weekend. <laughs> went away for a weekend and yeah. came back. And uh, it, it, I, the local baboons had, had essentially created their own reality show. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. They'd moved was, in, had they? It was kind of like maps. It was like, like baboon bum at first sight. Uh, they'd, they'd, they'd moved in and, and for, for an entire weekend had, had lived like sort of the di- ultimate dinner party in, in my house. <laughs> they'd eaten all my food. Uh, right. they'd, they'd smashed all my bottles of alcohol uh, and, and smeared and thrown feces around uh, my my house. So sounds, oh. sounds like a Friday night at my house, to be honest. <laughs> well, I reckon the most difference. the most disrespectful thing was the fact that that they'd they'd found my my stash of health food and left it all alone. So <laughs> go, goji berries, cacao, uh, raw cashews, left entirely alone in their packets. But I I would like to see Mickey. I would like to see yes. you. In this house with twelve mm. baboons, sort of Big Brother style, and see how you go. Just oh, he'd, he'd be the king of them. He'd be, he'd be the king of them after an hour. And they could take yeah. turns. They could take turns picking bugs out of my hair. <laughs> yeah. how, how about that? What other animals? That's what had really spruced the jungle up. If we mm. had a few other, what about any of the big five? Can we can we get a hippo in there? Mickey, there's, can there's, you, yeah, it, well, yeah, yeah, well, sure. There's, 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 a, there. there's, a, there's a water hole. There's a water hole. Available there. It's anything could be in there. We have leopards around the camp. Are you, are you, are you, are you hoping for a hippo for for one one in one reason? I, I have seen some news stories recently. I want around. to see. I want, I want one of the cocaine hippos. <laughs> now, last week we talked about the cocaine Escobar. bears. Yes, but Pablo wrong. Escobar. Now, can you talk me through this mm. so I understand it? For his own amusement, he flew in. Uh, some hippos, <laughs> and then they went rogue, and now they're going bonkers in the countryside. Am I, am I right? Bonkers is the word. They, they started off with one male, I think, and three females, which is yeah, which is an yeah, interesting yeah. interesting combination. So they are all inbred cocaine hippos. Um, and that's not a sentence I've ever heard. I thought I'd hear them say. So they're, they're now up, up to around, I think, two hundred of these these hippos. And what, what uh, do you do with that? Well, well what do you do? They've, they've just kept on breeding. The problem with a hippo in a waterway is that when they they have this this bad habit where when they when a hippo poos, their their tail is like a fan blade. Oh, I love and, that. And it just it just churns the, the, the and just sprays, and sprays everything. So they pollute the waterways. But the, the challenge has been that they're, they're claiming, this has been the claim, that they haven't been able to do anything about the 200 cocaine hippos in this part of Colombia because they, they have transport issues getting them out. It never yeah, stopped right. in the 80s or 90s get, getting large <laughs> amounts of cargo out of that particular area. So I'm not sure what's changed. And uh, we're picking the brains of Dr. Chris Brown at the moment about who's going into the jungle. Uh, Philip Lowe, head of the RBA. <laughs> yes. Oh, in the news, very chance. topical. And while yeah, he's in there, he's unable to raise rates. So what a perfect situation. <laughs> Keep him Prince, in there. Prince Harry, he's, in, he's going in there as well. Prince he's Harry, that'll be a good game. Well, it says someone from the UK. Mm. Could yeah. be. Uh, we did be say fun. reality TV star. I mean, technically, he now well, fits into that. Mm. 
And and it's just sad to see you've missed the boat with cocaine, Cassie, who's gone <laughs> <laughs> elsewhere. You've got you've got a choice in this world, Mickey: cocaine hippos or cocaine Cassie. Which one? Which one do we, you want? We, we could have hooked her, hooked her up with the hippos. <laughs> got a party going now. That's a, that's a trade listen. deal that went wrong, wasn't it? I mean, certain countries got cocaine hippos. We got one cocaine Cassie. Yeah. Well, good luck to her now. Uh, these are stories that have piqued our interest. I need you to weigh in on them. Mm. A woman has been arrested for teaching squirrels <laughs> to attack her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> and when I say attack her ex-boyfriend, basically bite him on the nuts. Mm. So the assaults have left him with numerous wounds, including the loss of two fingers and one testicle. After that's, the that's attack. Taken, that's taking the squirrel group to the next level. Isn't it? Really? <laughs> <laughs> and she's a former circus trainer. And oh, I'll, look, oh. I'll, I'll put it bluntly I think we're talking carny folk here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if, if, if the pitch is anything to go by. Yeah. Now, is it possible to train a squirrel to do that? You can train any animal to do anything, provided the motivation is right. Yeah, uh, true. And, and the. And, I mean, to be fair, with, with squirrels, the motivation is normally nuts. Uh, and this squirrel has has lived up to its motivation. Uh, and Sure is. I mean, she, she trained 27 squirrels. Her goal, apparently, when she was she was charged, was to recruit 100. Oh, uh, and, and she was using, I believe, dummies with, with mm. the, the ex-boyfriend's face on them to train, <laughs> to train yeah. the squirrels. I don't know what this guy's done, but boy, I reckon he's in the tin. That is incredible. You know what it is now? All I can think of in my mind's eye is a tree, trunk, hollow, and in, in it is a, lo- a lot of nuts and one testicle that are being stored for the winter. Um, now, true or false, mm. we can bring a woolly mammoth back to life. I'm mm. reading this, and I don't quite believe it. It's all Jurassic Parky. Scientists are saying within three to five years, we may well have reincarnated a woolly mammoth. Bullshit what? or not? It's, it's actually not. So th- this, is, wow. this is true. So the, the, what they've found is well, they've got like, fresh enough DNA from a woolly mammoth that's been under the the permafrost underneath the ice for long enough that it's been sort of in the deep freeze and they can extract yeah. that DNA. And with a bit of gene editing, they just cut a few things around, they, they can create a, a woolly mammoth embryo uh, with, with enough genes to create one. But they need, a, obviously, a mother to carry that to term. And, and I think it's, it's an Asian elephant is 99.6% of a DNA match. So they uh, essentially crikey. transplant oh, that embryo into an elephant, and and the elephant then carries it. And you got a woolly t- mammoth. Yeah, well, wow. you, you do, you do, like and, a proper woolly mammoth, well, or is it like like a woolly mammoth that goes the comb over because it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't have all the hair? It's <laughs> it's close. I, I think it's they call it a hybrid. So it's it's yeah. a little what? bit a little bit elephant, but but mostly woolly mammoth. But I I, I sort of love. The idea of the birth when eventually after, you know, what, 20, 20 odd months, the, the elephant gives birth to this, this woolly mammoth calf and baby. And, yes. and you know, it, it's the ultimate test in, in diplomacy from other, other family members <laughs> and parents when this woolly mammoth's born and everyone has to stand around and go, it's beautiful, isn't he? <laughs> and he's the hairiest, hairiest thing they've ever, ever seen in their lives. But it, it, can, oh, it can happen. Wow. I don't know what you guys are thinking, but all I'm imagining is what would it taste like to eat a woolly mammoth burger? Mickey, you actually, I, I have, I, I've had a situation in my in my veterinary life which <laughs> yes. which isn't too far away from that. So 
I was I was in Thailand a couple of years ago and and was actually called in to help an elephant birth of, oh, of an Asian yeah. elephant, and it was a big thing for for the local community because the, the the elephants have been sort of endangered and and so they, they had a party. Uh, it's kind of like a full moon party, but, but celebrating <laughs> sure. an elephant. And and I was about to leave uh, after sort of supervising the birth of this baby elephant. And they said, no, 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 you can't leave without the, without the goodie bag. And, and they, and they'd been cooking up a barbecue and it was all, it was all great. They, everyone that goes to the, the birth of, a, of a, the elephant goes home with a little gift. And the gift is a piece of the barbecued elephant placenta. Oh, oh. A little cube. Everyone, everyone takes one home. My tummy's rumbling. <laughs> I did put some barbecue it. sauce with it, or you have it just on its I, own. What's... I was in true. It was a little. It lo- I could tell. It, it looked. It kind of looked like pork belly. Like it was just crispy okay, yeah. on the outside. <laughs> I tell you what. At four in the morning, if I couldn't find a kebab shop, <laughs> I might. I might give it a go. Hey, we had more to get to, but we've run out of time. Uh, good luck in the jungle. You're fantastic in there. Yes. One last trip. Uh, when when does that fire up? Uh, April two. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. When do you leave? Well, when, when do you leave for the jungle? Uh, like soon. Uh, I, I leave Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you let the cat oh, out, of the out of the bag. <laughs> the baboons. The baboons are waiting. <laughs> Good on you guys. Thanks, Grace. Thanks, guys. Tick tock, tick tock. Checking the latest online. <laughs> it's Mick Talk. <laughs> I could not go past this story, which is doing the rounds on all the platforms. It's about Michael Douglas and his golf round with wife, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Now, full disclosure, I have been in love with Catherine Zeta-Jones since uh, she debuted in the Darling Buds of May all those years ago. One of the all-time classic beauties and uh, is just uh, rings my bell. I had a dream. Uh, about Catherine Zeta-Jones once where I was in the military and everyone was wearing green except she arrived on uh, our platoon grounds wearing a red dress. That's, that's really anyway, that was about the extent of it. But <laughs> everyone was in green and she was in red. And But listen to this. Uh, when they play golf together, and if he duffs one off the tee and it doesn't make it past the ladies, she makes him drop his pants and whip it out. Oh, oh. I love that. Oh, how, what a relationship these two have got. There you go. Well, that sounds healthy, doesn't it? It's, or Michael it's, Douglas, though. Well, he's he's 78. Thought, would have thought he'd be in great shape. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, his cags would be hanging down to his knees. Mate, his, his balls would be down. His, he'd be able to slip him in the ball washer. You know what I mean? He'd slip him in the ball washer and, and crank it. <laughs> no one wants to see that. Uh, it's a difficult lie. It'd be like a couple of hot dots hanging around about his knee height. <laughs> he's he's no good. Oh, Do you know when I played with Glenn Robbins? I played golf with Glenn Robbins, and Are you make him flush. If, no, <laughs> but sometimes if if you win a hole. Uh, he, he, if he wins the hole, he makes you sing a song from a musical. Oh, wow. They're good little side bets. Are good. Can yeah. I tell you a story? Yeah. Uh, yes, please do. I, I have been beaten off the stick by a blind golfer. Have you? Um, admittedly, it was the world champion blind golfer. Oh, okay. But it sounds crazy, but it's true. So when you think about it, it's the only game they can play because the ball's stationary. It's not moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, what they do is they'll – you set them up, 
tell them where the hole is. You put the, the club where the ball is. Yeah. They just make the assumption, how far am I? Well, you're 220, okay, give him a three iron, set me up. They feel the the weight on their feet, and then they just swing. Oh, that's and awesome. He was bidding it. And, uh, you know, I'd see a quarry or a pond, he wouldn't see it, and was unperturbed by it, and would just keep hitting it over. Yeah. At one true. stage on the green, I was so, he binned one apart from about eight foot, and I was so convinced he, he wasn't <laughs> blind, I have dropped my pants taken the flag out of the hole, and as he's lining it up, I am shaking my hip, like twerking, like twerking over the hole, and he still binned it. I went, nah, he's blind. This guy, is, this guy is blind as a bat. Anyway, I'd love to try that out with Catherine Zeta-Jonah one day. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know, there's bad days at the office and there's bad days at the office, but this is right up there. A bungling urologist is under investigation for mistakenly amputating a patient's penis after he wrongly diagnosed him with a tumour. Yeah, that's a, that's a shocker. He's had a shocker. Uh, the 30-year-old surgeon is accused of causing serious injury to the unnamed patient. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you want to keep that quiet. Uh, the procedure was carried out without a hitch, but during analysis of the amputated <laughs> member, it quickly transpired that there was no tumour. Oh. Now, I don't know who that patient is, but he'd see the funny side. Oh, don't have to. <laughs> You, 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 you go under the knife, you wake up, you've got no penis, and then the urologist goes, you're not going to believe it. It was perfectly healthy. And you would slap your thigh laughing and go, good one. That's just yeah. so much fun. Jeez. I mean, I'm now in Game of Thrones and I'm one of the unsullied. Thank mm. you. You are one of the unsullied. <laughs> Do you reckon they'd take the edge off it by giving it to him in a glass, like, you know, your appendix or your, your tonsils? <laughs> you know... Sometimes, yeah, you know how sometimes people want a second opinion? Well, oh, yes. I reckon about eight would do me. I'll have seven. Op- how many opinions do you want? I'll have seven. 20. Eight. You keep coming. You are unbelievable. Because, of course, as you know, I just went under the knife myself, and it's yes. terrifying. Yeah. I had Chainsaw. a penis reduction. It was oh. a penis reduction. Um, <laughs> Because it was out of control, it was really out of control. If they wanted, I'm, I'm not, I'm not bragging here, but if they wanted to amputate my penis, they'd need two lumberjacks on either side of one of those saws. You know, oh, give me a break. <laughs> I like the, I like, like, like the Easter show, yeah. yeah maybe, get the angle grinder. Mickey's coming into surgery. Turn it up, secateurs. Bring him in. <laughs> <laughs> You're a buffhead. I'm out. <laughs> the, a Sydney groom has been hospitalised uh, after a wedding disaster. Uh, the groom named Adam decided to impress his bride on the dance floor as he busted a move to a Parkway Drive song with his mates. Now, you have the song there, I believe. I do. Listen to Cat. this. <laughs> what a, what a, what a, what a so, romantic song that is. Anyway, he's gone cocoa bananas and come a cropper. Uh, here's how he described what happens to him. Uh, I was singing a, a classic love song. I thought it was really romantic, and then I just took a spill on probably a corona. What do you reckon you've done? I think I've dislocated the elbow. Yes. 
Oh, He's dislocated wow. the elbow, and there's a picture of him in hospital with his beautiful bride uh, sleeping on the bed with him. We're going to talk about this because it's quite common. <laughs> We're talking about dance floor accidents and injuries. Uh, Tash has already filled us in this morning. What did you do? Yes. You broke your finger to what? Still talking to Dr. Chris Brown. <laughs> oh, mate. What did you do? I was on the dance floor at uni, and this was the song that was playing. Oh, and what were you kind of doing? Were you, were you half cut just going, come no, on, let's I was, go, guys? I, was, I don't know how it happened, that, but there was a random broomstick and we were doing limbo. Remember limbo? Yes, remember oh limbo. God. And then yes. I um, dislocated my finger. And you're on your seventh Maduri. <laughs> and lemonade. And lemonade. <laughs> and that's how it happened, Your Honour. Straight Maybe to surgery. Maybe instead of a, ra- a random hey, broomstick, it's MG. in the breadstairs. Yes. Yes, MG, I'm guessing you've come a cropper at some stage on the dance floor. Well, okay. This is, I've never spoken about this publicly before. Um, oh. <laughs> well, I love sentences that begin like that. Brilliant. Well, back in 1988, it was my second year of, of first grade, and I went to the Leeds Club on a Thursday night because it was dollar drink nights. Oh, of course. And we we'll, were we'll, we'll meant to play the Bulldogs on the Sunday, and I was on the dance floor doing a bit of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> No. And, as, and, and you know at the right at the last bit where they go jun, 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 when you turn and go yes. to the yes. other side, I've rolled my ankle. <laughs> oh no! Woken up the next morning in a it was purple and swollen. I, <sighs> swollen. I said to the doctor, "I've just hurt, I've just fallen down the stairs at home. What will I do?" He goes, "Just ice it, mate. Just ice it." <laughs> and I missed three games. You missed three games. Did it say in the paper, Mark Geyer out, out. nutbush? <laughs> did you tell them what you did? No. Did you no. tell them? Oh, no my way. God. I'm, 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 this is This is the cathartic place. I feel like I can tell you guys because that's uh, what I've got to do now. No, I, I feel better for saying that. There, it's, it's a 33-year well, secret I've kept. All right. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll take your calls on this one, yes. 13353. <laughs> How have you injured yourself on the dance floor? Let's go. Normally, the only dislocating of an elbow at a wedding is going for the bouquet. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh, with the girls get a bit fruity. Yep. Um, so, next, we're, next. <laughs> so we're talking about dance floor injuries. MG uh, rolled yep. his ankle to nut bush. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, I thought I was so cool too. I was, in, Tash, I was in unison with everybody. Everyone was in the line. Like, and I was just so cool. And then I Tash had eight Maduri and lemonades <laughs> and tried to, tried to limbo. That was... <laughs> You've been quiet, Kat. You've been quiet. What have yes. you done? Oh, you done? look, I've had my fair share of pulled hammies on a dance floor, but when I was tour guiding, I saw a bloke <laughs> swing on a sewerage pipe in a um, in Mykonos in a nightclub. Oh, the main... And then land on his back, took the pipe with him. So oh, the right. explosion of sewerage was probably the worst injury. Fantastic. Mm. And the standard of too, care at the hospitals in Mykonos. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> <Just> great. <laughs> I think they okay. just sent him home. That's been quite so. Have you, Mickey Malloy? What, well, uh, what's I, your dance floor? I, as you know, I grew up in Melbourne in a, a suburb called Frankston where there was a, uh, a dance club called the 21st Century Dance Club and it had a rotating <laughs> dance floor. <laughs> Anyway, I was tuning this bird and then stepped off it and one leg went one way, one went one went the other and, and then she took off. That was the worst thing. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm what a surprise. And then she, no, she turned on, she was still on the dance floor. So she just rotated 
out. I'm lying on the ground clutching my knee. It was, it was an out-and-out disaster. Hey. Is that place really, is that place still open? Oh, oh mate. If, 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 if it go, is. We should go there. Oh, what a great way to avoid a conversation. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Matt's, Matt's on the line. Uh, what, what are you, dance floor? What happened, buddy? Hey, bud. Well, I was about five years old. Yeah. And I was um, on my uncle's shoulders, and he was a bit sore, so he decided to do a big fancy spin me around oh. and smash my head straight into a pillow that was he was standing next to. <laughs> so after that, I got a concussion, fell off his shoulders and hit the floor from six foot too high. It was pretty fun. Oh. Hey, you know what? That's a learning experience. That's learning, buddy. You that's, and that's, your uncle. That's a passage you call that. You call it that a rite of passage, my man. <laughs> he sounds like he's suffering a bit of concussion. <laughs> <laughs> the after effects of concussion, old Matt. Alan's on the line. Alan, uh, what was the dance floor injury? I love it, me. It was my first cousin back in Ireland. She um, was doing the Siege of Venice, and you dance with a partner. And yeah. you swap partners. She was spun around and she broke her leg in two places. Oh. <laughs> that's Brown the end dance. of her night. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's the... that, that was in Ireland. I would have thought yeah, that he broke her leg. I, it was at a dinner dance, like you. So, yeah. Like... yeah, cool. All right. Doing the dosy do type thing. You know, they pass on their partner, they go around, they swivel. Yeah. Most of the broken legs in Ireland would come from river dancing, I reckon. Yes. Cool. yes. Don't, try, don't try that after a couple. Or Conor McGregor. Uh, Jen, Jen's on the line. Jen, uh, what happened with you? What was the injury? I was at a friend's 30th. I just met my partner, so it was the first introduction to all his mates. We were dancing the nut bush. <laughs> I hyperventilated and ended up having an asthma attack and passed out in the ambulance. An asthma attack doing the nut bush? <laughs> yes. Me and you, Jen, should have a date, I think, and we'll do, oh, wow. we'll do the nut bush together. <laughs> That'd be, the ambulance guy would be going, oh, we've got a 615 on the dance floor. We've got a 615. Mark, uh, you had an injury on the dance floor. What was it? Morning, guys. Yeah, it wasn't me. It was a friend of mine. We were at a place called the Soda Factory in the city, and they used to do a bit of rock and roll, rockabilly type stuff that I yep. danced when spinning and jumping and whatever else. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it was a busy night, and the girl I was dancing with, and I put her into a bit of a spin, and the hands were a little bit sweaty and uh, I flung her out and she let go and it was like slow motion seeing her backwards into a table full of people and a table full of drinks and she pretty much flipped, flipped backwards over the table taking the drinks with her but the, uh, the licensee was very good, he enjoyed our dancing and he replaced all their drinks for free so it was a uh, awesome. yeah, and that wasn't very the end good. of it we kept going so. Good on yeah. you Mark rock and roll dancing, it'll yeah, take it's, its toll there's like a head count uh, Carl this is on the line. Hello, Carlos. How are you, Carl? G'day. G'day. How are you, Carl? How are you, Carl? Carl Barron, mate of mine. How are you, Carl? Good. I was just driving along. I've never done it before, so I'll just ring up and see what happens. Stop Good it. You, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I'd get through. I, I think I'll get through, but anyway. <laughs> it's good to see you. you got He's any one of Australia's on? funniest men. Yeah, well, if it is Carl Barron. It is. You, uh... What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Just give me a passport <laughs> number? Tell us about your dance floor injury. What, what happened on the dance floor to Carl Barron? <laughs> oh, nothing. It was all good there, and I had no no injuries at all. I was quite good. Um, but near near this uh, mate of mine's place in Paddington, I walk past it when I go get a coffee. It just it's an old fashioned physiotherapist <laughs> office, and it just says dance injury specialist. <laughs> 
I stopped with, with my partner and said, oh, I want to go in there. You know, like, what, what do you do? You know, what, does he fix people who just, like, all the stories I just heard? I thought, I've got to ring up and tell you. <laughs> Good on you, Cal. Well, you might win a prize. Good luck. I wish you had some 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 shows to plug, but uh, I'm sure you've got places to be. Good on you, Carl. Thanks for the call. Uh, trace that call, please. Trace that call. I think we will. Uh, just before we go, Greg's on the line. Uh, Greg, what did you do, mate? Oh, mate, a bit of a to- toilet story here. I yeah. slipped over. I slipped over and shit on the dance floor. Uh, how'd you do that? Well, uh, MG left out back in the eighties. There was the uh, bacteria infestation of our oysters and all that sort of stuff. So yes, anybody yeah. who ate them, it went through left, right, and centre. So oh. I'm on the dance floor with my girlfriend, and you know, we're having a ball, and all of a sudden, boom, straight on my back. Put the so out. someone's taken it. <laughs> someone's got. I'm going to paraphrase <laughs> for you. There's a bit of a bug on the dance floor. Uh, someone's been sick and you've slipped in it. Well done. Oh, I'm going to finish the show. Taking an awful time. Yeah. All right. Oh, we're done dear. and dusted for another day. Who's our guest tomorrow? Limo. That'll be Limo. great. Oh, Limo. Mm. Cannot great wait. Yes. Oh, good. That'll be good great. It'll be fun. That story, yes. Well, we'll see if he's prepared to tell it. Uh, see you then, muchachos. Bye bye. Nick Malloy at MG in the morning. Get the Toyota forklift advantage. Visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au.